Mark and Dan. Mark and Dan. Podcast. Mark and Dan. Welcome back to another episode of Mark and Dan Meets World. I'm Dan Brown. And I'm Mark McKay. Mark, how are you doing today? I'm doing good until I read the Disney Plus description of this episode. Ladies and gentlemen, we are not even going to do a joke that we typically do at the beginning of the show. We are just going to jump right in. What is the Disney Plus description? Sean feels overwhelmed by school. (laughs) That could have been any episode. Yeah, so I looked this up. He said, she said. I was like, okay, this is not an episode about Limp Biscuit." So right away, I have no idea. Read the description, no idea. Looked at the thumbnail. I was like, still have no idea. And I had to watch 10 seconds of the episode. I'll go, oh, okay, it's the Paris, Texas one. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I, I couldn't tell you which episode that was because it could be so many. But like you said, we're talking about season three, episode four. He said, she said. It came on October 20th, 1995. Got 7.5 out of 10 on IMDb with 149 votes. And we, just jumping right into the episode here. We we start off, Mr. Feeney is with a bunch of like different gifts. Uh, he sees Eli and he tells him, like, oh, we got all these seniors here. They're trying to get college recommendations. They tell each other, you know, take care. And Eric walks up and Feeney's kind of telling him, like, hey, don't even bother asking. And he's like, is it? That's the furthest thing from my mind right now. But you can tell, like, that was all Eric really wanted for Mr. Feeney there. Yeah. Um, did you have to do that? Like, did you have to get uh, college recommendations from your teachers? Uh, I, the teachers I got it from, uh, they, I asked them and then they were just happily to give it to me. It wasn't like a, I had to like pull their leg to do it. Like Eric was. Yeah. I, uh, I had a couple of teachers that were more than happy. Like you said, to do it for me. Um, I got Mr. Verba. He was my math teacher, my senior year. I got him to do it for me right away. And then some time went by, like, I, I, I forgot, I, I got him to do it for me for, like, college early in the year. And he was, like, really happy. He was like, yeah, sure, whatever. Um, yeah. And then later in the year when everyone else was bugging him, um, he was getting pretty pissed off. He was like, I've gotten 40 people asking me to write these stupid recommendations. Like, I even got him asking me to do one. Like, how am I supposed <laughs> to write one for him? Uh, <laughs> And then I went to him like, hey, did you save the one that you made for me? He's like, why? Do you need one now, too? And I'm like, well, I mean, if you saved it, it's not going to be that hard. You just got to print it. And then he felt awful that he deleted it. So he actually wrote me a second one. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, super cool. Yeah, Uh, shout out to uh, Mr. Barry from John Marshall High School, who um, he he wrote me one. So he, he put me over really well. Well, Mr. Feeney walks into Mr. Turner's class and he sees Corey there with a papaya. (laughs) (laughs) i love that he's just fucking playing with the papaya smiling and stuff he's like he's like i brought it from home (laughs) 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 just so random and he tells him he was like you know mr hunter misses uh he tells turner he's like uh sean hunter misses history test and Corey was like oh i forgot to give you his excuse (laughs) so turner gets mad and then just goes home yeah, it just leaves the case. Leaves this class and just goes home. Um, and this is the first time he did it in this episode. He does it again. 
Well, it's great. So Turner goes back to the apartment. Sean's sitting on the couch on the phone watching TV, and Turner's getting pissed off, and he tells him, you're seeing the guidance counselor first thing tomorrow. And Corey and Sean are in the hallway. They're talking. He's trying to watch Forrest Gump. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, Forrest Gump's not real. Uh, <laughs> and, and did you know like, Sean has a haircut in this episode? I did not notice that. Uh, yeah, his hair is very much shorter than it was in the previous episode. Oh, interesting. I'll have to go back and, and try to find that here. Uh, but Sean's saying he's like, you know, I'm, I'm not going to listen to the guidance counselor. And then he sees the name on the door. And then that's when Devin Collins, the new guidance counselor, played by Amy Leland, she played. Uh, she actually played Cerebo in X-Men. Uh, and, and you can tell, like, she's a very pretty lady. And now Sean wants to talk to her. Mm-hmm. And did you know, Sean? Was wearing the Jesus holding a basketball shirt when he God damn when he it, I did her. not notice that. Yeah. And, and and another thing, they moved Mr. Feeney's uh office out of the bathroom to yeah, somewhere so else, and then they moved the guidance counselor in said bathroom. Yeah, so so <laughs> Feeney's office is not out of the bathroom. Uh Devin Collins was in there, and then before Sean came in, uh she had to let Leon out. Uh she had no idea that he was gonna be in there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> tied up from Feeney. I, I think uh Mr. Feeney sent Leon's body to Paris, Texas. <laughs> That's where Leon is right now. Where in the world where in the world is Leon? And he's in Paris, Texas right now. Thanks to Mr. Feeney. Well, we cut to while still in the hallway. Eric walks up to grip to Griff and Frankie and Frankie wants to pat him down. Um, and, and Griff tells him, he's like, maybe later. So Eric gives Griff some money and then Griff hands over Mr. Feeney's stationery. So it's got Mr. Feeney's header, header and it looks it's just a blank paper, but with Mr. Feeney's information at the top to make it look like if you were to write something on there, it's really coming from Mr. Feeney. Because mm-hmm. um, who so, else would have his stationery? Exactly. So after Eric leaves and Griff leaves, Joey runs up and Harley had sent him a message online and he's he's getting out of reform school. He's busting out. And then Frankie goes, well, this is great. Our old leader gets to meet our new leader. What could possibly happen? And then Frankie goes, oh, realizing that Harley's going to want to fight him. You better watch out. You better not cry. There's a terrorist attack. It can only be saved by one guy and a St. Bernard. Dan Brown and Heyman save Christmas. That's right. Dan Brown, my co-host of Mark and Dan Meets World, has his full comic book series out and available right now. A real Scrooge of a terrorist blows up Santa's toy shop, putting Christmas in jeopardy. It's on a recently fired comedian and his trusty four-legged best friend to make sure Christmas is saved for all the boys and girls across the world. Dan Brown and Heyman, save Christmas. You can go to danbrowncomedy.com for more information. That's danbrowncomedy.com. We then cut to Sean in the guidance counselor office. It's the first time for the both of them, you know, he's obviously the first student that she's seeing. And this is the first time he's really had to go see a guidance counselor. They talk about family and, you know, that's when uh, Devin Collins is like, you know, well, I didn't go to college at first. I, I, I felt different. I took a year off. I traveled. I went to Europe and she said, I just need to learn about myself first. Horrible thing to tell somebody like Sean Hunter. Yeah. Uh, but she doesn't know it yet. She, 
Yeah, she doesn't realize all that she did yet. You're right. So Eli, you know, we cut the um, the hallway and Eli looks over to Mr. You know, he finds Mr. Feeney and he's asked Mr. Feeney for help with his media class. And he's they go, you know, the students think that you would be the perfect narrator. So literally in one episode, they go from <laughs> Eli thinking that, you know, Mr. Mustache is a rude dude to, <laughs> hey, my class needs your help. Yeah. Which and that Mr. would be pretty cool. Like to hear Mr. Feeney just narrate something. Yeah, I'd be down for that. Yeah, I would watch the shit out of that. Like, he could, like, read the paper book, the uh, back of a toilet paper roll, and I'll go, like, yeah, sounds good, Mr. Feeney. Does your toilet paper rolls have wor- have writing on them, Mark? Well, if he goes, like, Charmin. Oh, gotcha. Quilted Northern. I would go, like, yeah, this is, this is really nice pooping, pooping <laughs> music. <laughs> well, what also was nice is that Joey and Frankie, uh, they're – they're in the hallway, and Joey tell, tells Frankie, he's like, hey, I told the correction officer that Harley's planning on busting out with the laundry. There's no way that Harley's going to get out now. And then Harley just shows up right behind him. And on perfect cue, Corey's walking out of a class backwards, because you just walk out of doors backwards, not <laughs> seeing anywhere you're going. Well, he I starts- do that when I'm talking shit about people. Yeah. <laughs> he starts shit-talking Harley, saying that there's no way that grease ball is ever getting back out here. And then he bumps into Harley, and he gives him his wallet. Uh, <laughs> and, and, of course, Harley calls him baboon. Um, so Harley's talking to Frankie and Joey, and then Griff's pager goes off. And that's how Harley... I hear going. nothing. <laughs> yeah, I don't hear nothing. Uh, <laughs> and that's how Harley finds out about Griff, and he tells him, I want to meet this Griff. Maybe I'll find out his blood type. And, of course, Frankie is just being the... the uh, he's got really no clue what's going on until it's too late. Yeah. I mean, this is the same guy who stared at a, one of those optical illusions trying to figure out if the sailboat was there. That's from yeah, Rats. Rats. Yeah. I, I, I was trying to, like, God damn it. I know the name of the movie and it, it was yeah. on the tip of my tongue and I, it took me forever to come out. That's two Kevin Smith references back to back. Yeah. <laughs> But then the next scene, we're at Chubby's. It's 5 a.m. And Corey has the nightmare with the clown. (laughs) We're going to find out about this later. And Sean's just telling him goodbye. And Sean tells him, he's like, you know, I'm not going to be happy at school until I'm happy with myself. It's this idea he got from the guidance counselor. Corey thinks it's a stupid idea. He tries to stop him. Sean leaves. And then Sean's like, you know, don't try to stop me. And Corey at first is going to try to honor his friend's request. Next scene we see, and I love Boy Meets World because their comedy writing and then the actors performing the comedy writer is just on point. Eric is writing his college recommendation on a typewriter. (laughs) (laughs) And it's clear that Mr. Feeney is really, really, really not writing this. Uh, (laughs) Because Eric is really, really smart and really, really, really cool. Uh, And and he he goes to sign. He goes, uh, you know, sincerely, George Millhouse Feeney, <laughs> Prince of Prince of Prince of Head Guy. <laughs> <laughs> Which apparently, this recommendation is going to be great for Boris University. Uh, <laughs> so, um, I got to tell you a story about um, how Eric didn't know how to spell principal. When I worked at a group home, uh, one of the client's parents bought the client uh, some cologne, Mm -hmm. 
And then this one lady, uh, which I'll, I'll make up a name like uh, Teresa. <laughs> so she accidentally knocked over the cologne and broke it. So she like had to write a note to tell a manager like, hey, I, I broke his cologne. So she goes, she goes, I, uh, while giving, you know, Robert a bath, I accidentally broke his cologne, smell good stuff. Like she tried to write cologne <laughs> three different times, crossed each one out and put smell good stuff. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. But dad comes down the steps and he's asking um, Eric what he's doing. He's like, I'm writing a paper on the Amish. And he goes, you know, well, why aren't you doing it on the computer? And he goes, ah, oh, it's because it's on the Amish and it, it looks weird. And he goes, um, and then dad wants to, uh, wants to see what the paper's like and goes, dad, you know, the Amish are pretty secret. So, <laughs> <laughs> so he's doing the best he can to avoid this. Meanwhile, mom thinks that Eric broke the computer. <laughs> um, and Corey comes in the house. He's he's upset. They're like, hi. He goes, I don't want to talk. About he's like, I, I said, I don't want to talk about it. Um, they're like, well, you didn't say that. And he's like, well, I'm saying it now. <laughs> and, and, you know, he tells mom and dad what something's going on with Sean. And he goes to call Mr. Turner and he gets the answering machine. So so Corey runs out really quick. Um, mom, however, finds her way over to the table and he goes, Oh, well, look at this nice college recommendation that George wrote for Eric. And that <laughs> starts reading it out loud. And, and it sounds good at first. It's yeah, it sounds good at first. And then Dad clearly knows it's not, you know, yeah. just he, he knows that that paper just didn't magically appear. And I think mom realized like mom probably glanced at it first um, yeah. before handing it over, saying something. So dad just rips it up right in front of Eric, which is just amazing. <laughs> he goes, I got uh, him in a really, really good mood. He goes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mr. Feeney sees Eli. He tells him how excited he was to record it. And then he finds out, uh, mi then Mr. Feeney finds out that the kids decide to cut Feeney out of the thing. Um, and Feeney is devastated. And he goes, well, keep your pity, man. Yeah, well, what was great, he was like, well, who are they going to have it set to narrate? And like, oh, well, they pick me. That's what Eli said. Yeah. Um, so the right back to feuding was excellent. Uh, Corey runs in the Turner's classroom. He tells uh, Mr. Turner, uh, you know, hey, Sean's leaving. He thanks him. Um, Turner confronts the guidance counselor and he goes, you know, guidance counselor goes, oh, well, you know, we just talked about family and college and finding ourselves. She goes, uh oh. And at the end of this, I'm like, this guidance counselor was not very good. Uh, yeah. If if she needs to be told, like, okay, this is what you took away from my conversation, it's like these are children. You should yeah. just probably think better. I know she, I'm 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 being kind of mean here to guidance counselors, and I don't know, but she clearly got through college on her good looks. I, I would think so. I remember um, our school, our high school, had two guidance counselors. Um, there was a uh, Mrs. Slane who was excellent, and everyone loved her. Um, but she was the guidance counselor for ninth and 10th grade. 11th and 12th grade was Mr. Plasinski. Now, I think I told the story <laughs> I was stories. Mr. Plasinski. Uh, <laughs> and then I remember I went into him to go talk about some scholarships for college. And, um, you know, I didn't have the greatest grade uh, grades in the world. And he's going over and he goes, okay, yeah, so you're not good enough for this one. And that's how he just put it bluntly to me, <laughs> like, because I, I didn't have good enough grades. But my senior year, the acting school principal, because our, our 
um, school principal originally got caught changing the grades of football players and, and resigned. So the assistant principal became the acting principal. And, and during graduation um, uh, uh, rehearsal, they're going back and forth. They're like, oh, no, the, Ted, you know, Ted was Plasinski and. Um, or no, Gary was uh, Plas- Gary was Plasinski. Ted was. Um, um, God damn, I can't think of his name right now. Fuck. Um, but they they keep calling each other by each other's first name. And mm-hmm. and none of us, of course, have been allowed to do that. Although a bunch of people would call Mr. Plazinski Gary because no one had respect for him. Uh, <laughs> and he was, and they're going. He's like, no, Ted, you got to do it like this. And he's like, Gary, no, uh, we want all the kids to stand up at the same time. No, Ted, you you want him to do this. And then the the acting principal just went, you know, Gary, sit down. <laughs> he sat down immediately, <laughs> like like a bitch. He sat down, <laughs> and, and everybody. All 100 kids who were going to be walking this stage just got up and were, oh, oh, shit. <laughs> and like we all got like really hyped for it. Um, That's awesome. Just emasculate Mr. Plastinsky. Plastinsky. Oh, it was amazing. Plastinsky. <laughs> so we, we're still in the hallway. Uh, Frankie or Joey there, and they're hoping that neither are going to show up. Um, it's noon. The hallway's empty. It's like the Wild West theme. The yeah. <laughs> the, the little uh, uh, desert the, thing. Uh, yeah, the creaking. Uh, yeah, they had the, the creaking yeah. doors, <laughs> and then instead of a tumbleweed, it's just like a, a ball of paper. That's what it was. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, Harley arrives, and Griff shows up, and they kind of have a face-off. And Harley is trying to punk Griff out, but Griff is just standing his ground. And this is where you really see the two differences between the two, because mm-hmm. Griff was never that like, hey, I'm going to be aggressive. I'm just going to kick your ass the way Harley was. So Harley was used to people running away from him. And Griff is kind of standing there smiling, going, you know, as soon as you hit me, the sooner Feeney finds out, the sooner you're back at reform school. So why don't you just do it? Um, yeah, it just then- goes to show that like, how different they are because um harley harley kiner is he's just more of just like i'm gonna beat up and just take what i want and that's how he built like the fear like everybody was afraid of harvey because of that but with um griff everybody loved griff even his enemies loved griff because he was like a smooth talker like he helped everybody like he helped eric like harley kiner wasn't helping eric like he just kind of like he knew what to do to kind of yeah get what he wants. Yeah, well, well, Harley tried to get Frankie and Joey to attack Griff, and Frankie is the first one that steps out and he tells Harley and Griff that he quits, and then Joey quits, and they're no longer want to be lackeys; they want to be their own person. And this is the last time we're going to see Harley. It's going to be the last time we see Griff. Uh, but right before Harley leaves for good, Corey walks out saying, I gave that idiot a fake wallet. Um, <laughs> again, not paying attention to what he's doing and then has to give Harley another wallet. Yeah. And we won't see Harley till Girl Meets World, I believe. Yeah, we won't see him again till Girl Meets World. So we can't kill him off. Not yet. Um, <laughs> for the next scene, we cut to the bus um, to the bus station. The next scene, we cut to the bus station, and Sean's sitting there with a, a guy who we assume is homeless, and the guy has a fruit basket there, and he's like, I got this from George Feeney. Yeah. Uh, Do you um, recognize this guy? The guy who played the bum? 
I recognize him. I'm trying to remember what episode he was on. Okay, so he would like they put him in as they labeled him as the bum. Uh, like that's what he's credited as. Right. Um, he was the uh, flattened guy in Beetlejuice. Yeah. Like when the Maitlands go, you know, to the Netherworld, and he also played a like preacher in Halloween Four, which also stars Daniel Harris. By the way, so that's a little <laughs> connection for you. Um, but uh, you might recognize what I think might be his big role or like his most iconic role to me is he played a bum in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Yes, remember he did. when they're on the right. train? He goes, Jimmy Crackcorn, yes. and I don't care. So here's my Mark McKay's theory of the week the bum from Pee Wee's Big Adventure is the same bum. In Boy Meets World, linking Pee Wee's Big Adventure and Boy Meets World in the same universe. So, yeah, I'm about to say so. Pee Wee Herman exists in this universe. Yes, he's uh, a real guy. <laughs> so Joe Maganello is also an actor in the Boy Meets World universe. Attention, Mark and Dan Meets World listeners. The suburbs of Cleveland, Ohio, are about to meet their match when three best friends have come across hardships on trying to make their dream movie. Follow Craig, Jamie, and motherfucker Dave as they beg, borrow, and steal their way to achieve legendary status, only a Mark McKay's indie comedy hit, Suburban Legends, Life on the Rainbow Road, starring Sean Manos, Mary Lee Osborne, Matthew Phillips, Josh Miller, Haley Madison, and a special appearance by Lloyd Kaufman. I have one question for you. Are you ready to be a Suburban Legend? Available now. On storeenvy.com slash Mark McKay's Gimmick Table. That's storeenvy, S-T-O-R-E-N-V-Y.com slash M-A-R-K-M-A-C-K-A-Y-E-S Gimmick Table. Wow, that's a big theory right there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but as Sean's sitting there, Mr. Turner runs in and he tells Sean that he's not running away. And Sean goes, no, I'm, I'm going to go find myself. Um He's like, I'm going to Paris. I'm going to Europe. And he goes, well, how are you going to get to Europe on a train? He goes, well, I got a train t- or I got a bus ticket. And he gives him, he's like, this is Paris, Texas. Uh, <laughs> I thought the TX said for tax. <laughs> so for tax. <laughs> and then Turner's kind of upset. He goes, you know, why didn't you try talking to me? And Sean tells him like, well, you're not my dad. And he tries to say bye, but Turner orders him back around. And Sean listens to Turner. Sean stops what he's doing. Turner talks some sense into him. He goes, you know what? Tell you what. How about we go to ne- Europe next year? You and me. And the homeless guy, the bum, says, listen to your dad. Uh, just showing that Mr. Turner is really stepping into this father figure type role. Mm-hmm. So where uh, Mr. Turner goes, where are you going? He goes, I'm going to Paris. He goes, no, you're going to Texas. And then he just like chastises him that he's going to Paris, Texas instead of, you know, Europe. Uh, this leads us to today's sponsor of the week it's that time of year again it's time to get out and visit paris texas it's the best small town in texas come and listen to all six radio stations we have to offer watch the hillbilly b movie show on channel 12 kxll you can live the life of luxury at our brand new walmart and afterwards you can look at our old walmart which is now a spirit Halloween. Enjoy a nice bowl of Campbell's soup at Beaver's Bend Resort Park, where you'll probably see a beaver. 
Did you know Joel Osteen is from Paris, Texas? Well, you do now. Why not see the places where he's pooped? Paris, Texas. Where we don't kill the presidents all willy-nilly like in Dallas. <laughs> I just looked up everything about Paris, Texas. I just made fun <laughs> of them. So this is probably only funny to like all 1,000 people who live in Paris, Texas. <laughs> Well, Sean decides to go with Mr. Turner, and then we cut to the final thing, and Corey's sitting on the couch. He's actually laying on the couch in the guidance counselor's office, and he's treating it like a therapist, and he's going, he's talking about his stress with Sean, his stress with school. Um, he keeps running out of fake wallets to give to Harley, and he goes, and I just have this reoccurring dream with the clown. Uh, <laughs> and then Turner walks in with Sean, and... That's when the guidance counselor's like, you know, next time we talk, can you just tell me what you think I said um, before you leave? Uh, and that's really what it. a guidance counselor should be doing. <laughs> no, not at all. The guidance counselor should be giving a little bit better advice than, hey, don't think about college whatsoever. Go uh, go travel for a year. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I would say the uh, Mr. Feeney lessons of the week uh, kind of harkens back to the first interaction with sean and the guidance counselor where sean says one man's septic tank is another man's oasis and then she says like well can i take a crack at what he means she yeah goes, yeah why not he was the philosopher of the trailer of park. the trailer park yeah yeah and she says uh well what's good for one person doesn't hold for everyone and that kind of is really the you know lesson of the week where so we actually do learn something from the guidance counselor because going to Europe was good for the counselor because it helped define and help her find who she is, mm -hmm. but it doesn't hearken as well for Sean in this episode because he doesn't need to go venture out to find himself. He's kind of needs to stay, you know, with his family and his friends because he's still trying to find who he is. He's and he's not at you know the age of fifteen. He's not ready to go out and and prepare for the world. So yeah, I mean, it, what's good for good. one person doesn't hold uh, for everyone. And that's going to be a reoccurring thing that we see with Sean in the future too. Up until uh, the very last thing, uh, the very last time he truly does run away is um, you know he comes back for the future sibling of the Matthews. But that's it. That was he said, she said. IMDB gave it 7.5 out of 10. I'm going to round this up to a nice even 8. So you like this episode? With a, I did with like this episode. episode. You do? Oh, dang it. <laughs> 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 um, I'll, I'll go yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and, and uh, side with you. This is, this is also an 8 for me. I hope you guys are giving us 8s and 9s and 10s in your own personal rating. I don't think there's a way you can actually rate the sign anchor. But thank you guys for listening to another episode of Market Damage World. Follow us on Instagram, like us on Facebook, subscribe wherever you're listening to, because next week we got Season 3, Episode 5, The Hometown Hero. Another fun episode that we're going to be doing a good, good, good deep dive into. But until then, have a good night. Do good. Mark and Dan. Mark and Dan. Podcast. Mark and Dan.